All right, is that a go? That's going. And let me pull this up. This episode of Getting Tabled is brought to you by Valhalla Hobby. Use code GT2305 to get 5% off any order over $100. That's GT2305. Use it at checkout. Brought to you by some guys on the internet. This is Getting Tabled. With your hosts, Jason the Bruce. You guy! George the Yang. I hope you're all entertained by my ineptitude. Jason, a.k.a. Major Socks. We've been doing this and talking about various stuff. One of the stuff. Now sit back, relax, and get tabled. Hello, future people, and welcome to episode one of one of one eighteen of Getting Tabled with your host. He's reached level forty-one, the Bruce. Hello, folks. Yes, yes, lots of horror movies and lots of alcohol. Level forty-one was lovely. Thank you to those that reached out. We also have—I mean, I can't quite frequently call him the main man, but he still hasn't qualified to be a man yet. It's slime socks. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> That hurts. I appreciate you it. You know I love you. I know you do. <laughs> and if I'm coming down to Australia, I'll, I won't see you. No, I'll be. I'll look forward to the time I can possibly come down there on an exercise or whatnot. We'll get a game in or whatnot. And then we have George in no man's land, Wyoming. Hello. So, so Bruce, what, what, what did you select for your stat? Minus one to knee or minus two to lower back? I mean, I picked up minus one to knee for my 40th. So, because you might remember, I famously couldn't walk for packs last That's year. That's right. I do. Remember. So, so minus two to lower back. Got it. Um, no, I just kind of balanced out the knee and it's kind of it's okay ish at the moment <laughs> oh should we get into that uh that thing Seriously? we do let's newly received or noteworthy information especially about recent or important events and we're starting with some giant news. Hey, look, I made a pun. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is a giant miniature, and it's gorgeous. So this is for Conquest. Uh, long-time listeners may know that we did a whole series on Conquest that you can still look at on the page, on the um, YouTube channel. Uh, this particular behemoth is massive. So they're calling it the Siege Behemoth. Sorry, Siege Breaker Behemoth, and it's for the spires, which are kind of like your evil, horrible things that have ruined everything. Uh, they're actually a twisted version of elves, ironically. Uh, this is one of their horrible creations. It's just nasty looking. I actually really like this. Uh, I also like that it's been painted like really bright and colourful as opposed to horrible, dingy colours. Yeah, first of all, that was the one thing I was going to comment on is the colour choice on this is, is absolutely amazing. Yeah. Usually if you use a blue like that, you do something like a darker grey or a black even. Not this, like, um... Skull bone white. I, I was going to say like a, a very light, light grey um, with like white highlights into it um what bruce has also failed to mention is the height of this mini is 18 centimeters it's huge it's not quite giant dinosaur huge but i don't think george has seen the giant dinosaur probably not um the box size is 30 centimeters by 30 centimeters by six that's a foot square box like yes yeah. yeah big hey look come hey look viewers george does know metric he just pretends that he doesn't <laughs> I mean, the rest of your country doesn't, but George does. He's about it. I do like the eyeballs sticking in the middle of his stomach slash lower chest yeah. area. 
with, with uh, the hands I... opening up the eyelids so I can see. Yeah, yeah. that's um George, do yeah. me a favor. Um go to factions, go to Wadrun. This is not news, folks, but I wanna I want George to have a look at this. And then uh, look at the size uh, of the of the Tontor. Or the drum base. They're basically the same size. Uh 24 centimeters. Holy smokes. That 27 is 27 centimeters. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, that's the length. 27 is the length. Height is 24. Oh, sorry. Yep. So it still only counts as one. <laughs> <laughs> nice reference. I'll give you points for that. Yeah. So yeah, these things are huge. Um, I continue to be really impressed with what Parabellum are doing. Like seriously, these guys are pulling off some really incredible things. I mean, the early stuff that they first were coming out with, like the early spies and the early 100 kingdoms were kind of like, like they weren't terrible, but like they're not as good as the stuff that we're getting now. Um, it's just phenomenal. It really is. Uh, and if you want to buy stuff directly from Parabellum, if you use the code getting tabled at checkout, you'll get 10% off. And you help support the channel without actually costing yourself any money. So, hey, give it a thought. Welcome, JP. And Shay. And Shay. I said hi, Shay, earlier. You already said sup. We all we also have Jolly and Mean, which might be my favorite Christmas special stuff I've ever seen. Yeah, you got the Grinch, so, pretty much. Yeah, we have the, the Grinch. The Grinch. Uh, it kind of look, reminds me of the Ood from Doctor Who more than anything else. Um, so yes, we have an Ood, which is like an, an alternate model for the Spires. And we have St. Nick, um, St. Nick Claus. <laughs> uh, they're just, they're just fun. Honestly, that, that, that's all it is. They're just, they're just fun and that's perfectly fine. That's all they need to be. They're just all kinds of fun. Now they look at the close up of the, um, of the Grinch. No, it is definitely the Grinch. Yeah. If the side profile of his face kind of looks like Grinch. Yep. hundred percent. I, I love these things. Like they are so pretty. That, yeah. I'm trying. I mean, I, I, I've seen imagery of Santa Santa like this before, and I cannot place it. And it's just, it's really, excuse me, it looks really good. I can't remember the name of the movie, but there's a movie, like there's an animated CGI movie where it's like Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny and Jack Frost basically being superheroes. Oh, it's against... like uh, the Guardians, I think, or something like that. Yes. Yeah, that's what it reminds me of, personally. It reminds me of that version of Santa Claus. Yo, he was Russian in that, or Russian-esque, if I remember correctly. Something like that. Which maybe, is maybe weird, because he should be German, if anything. Uh, no, oh, no, because it depends on it depends on the link, because St. Nicholas was... No, I don't know. It's confusing, because he, he's based on, like, four different people. He He's Norse, because, you know, Santa's the All-Father. Who's the All-Father? Odin. <laughs> Okay, no, fair enough. But we're going to move on from Parabellum because it's time to talk some Moonstone. I mean, long-time viewers of the channel will know that I'm a big fan of this game because it's so cool. Uh, we did talk about some previews recently prior to the campaign because Beasts of War uh, had some previews. There were some other people that had previews as well, but that happened while we were off air. Um, and this is live. So basically, this is an expansion to the game that's introducing a new faction. That faction is called Thundead, and I just love that it's just awesome um because yeah these are all creepy undead looking things but they're very fun and whimsical as you would expect from moonstone at this point uh we've seen some of these before like i, I love the look of the the charge of the fright brigade these guys are basically all tiny little creatures which is just all kinds of fun the never-ending knights is fun so we've got this horse knight called gray mare 
We have Negroli, which is very clearly meant to be a necromancer. And I can't tell what Seraph is supposed to be, but it looks like a knight. Uh, the Shady Bunch is fun too. So we've got this really weird looking ghost in the back. And I mean weird in a very wonderful way. Uh, my favourite might be the um, not mermaid looking thing. I can't think of the word I want. Siren. The siren looking thing. That might be my favourite in that group. I quite like Morag as well though. Uh, continuing down, we have this giant monstrosity of eternal servitude which is just, it's an undead horse rider with some creepy sleepwalking thing in the background. And Igor the servant, because if you're going to have creepy stuff, you need to have an Igor in there somewhere. Uh, Freaky Thug Day is Jerry Air, which is, it's a jester, let's be fair, that's what it is. <laughs> Rory is some weird lion person thing. I, th th it's just weird. And Abracadaverus is, I mean, it's a ugly looking goblin with a hand on the edge of his staff that looks like a bird type creature it's really weird I, I love how weird this stuff is like seriously there's a nanny with these creepy little things with her um anger boda is a frost giant uh with like an icicle chest plate i want to say quite can't quite tell if it's a chest plate, chest plate or, or a... Yeah, I don't know. Um, the Forgotten King is, again, like, this is just awesome. This look, Ghost, he might be, again, one of my favourites. So that's everything that we've seen so far. Uh, there's different pledge levels. There's always different pledge levels. Uh, I've stuck myself in for the coffin at this stage, but you can go nuts with this, as you always can. Once you get past there, you start seeing the actual 3D sculpts, which is obviously the important part here. Um, I, I love the, uh, the whimsical nature of the sculpts. It's a very yeah. um, grim meets uh, uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame Disney animation style. What just... I like about Moonstone, because everybody else wants to do the super serious, super grim type stuff that they're doing like your we're trying to be the Lord of the Rings type stuff, where these guys is just doing nursery rhyme whimsical fantasy. It's low fantasy rather than high fantasy, if you want to use that terminology. But I just love the whimsical nature of this. Like, yeah. this is the sort of creepy things that we used to love as kids. Socks, do you have any favorites? Uh, or, hey, do you like whimsical? I do. Or is I this lost on you? No, I do. I kind of like Anger Boda, the Frost Giant. Yeah, that's just something so different. I, I love how, like, the face is just so odd. Yeah. In the best way. I mean, all of this is really odd, but I'm still struggling to figure out what my favorite is. But I would definitely, it, it's going very well. I mean, at this stage, it was a 15,000 pound gold. They're just shy of 80,000. So, we're well um, on trillion to stretch goals at this point. Yeah, it's uh, U.S. dollars. It's uh, an $18,000 campaign. It's currently sitting at 95000 So, um, um, So the next unlock is some alternate sculpts for some various models. Uh, and looking at that, the uh, siren-looking thing has some weird I'm-crawling-out-of-a-well type vibe that reminds me of the ring. Oh, I quite like that. Pretty cool stuff. Yeah, it's, yep. it, is, it is really nice to, you know, see the, the exploration and the attempt to do something different from everyone else. Yeah, no, I really do like it. It's what I like about the indie scene is there's just so much more interesting stuff out there. But speaking of the indie scene, uh, there's this tiny little company that we that we try to talk about occasionally because sometimes it gets a little bit of attention. Uh, it's that tiny little indie that we all love. Yeah, we're talking about Warhammer. Who am I kidding? Um, okay, there's actually some really good stuff that got previewed last night. Uh, now, I say last night. It was last night for me. It was this morning for you guys. Uh, first and foremost, George, during the Eldar release last year, we were asking for scorpions. And hey, look, we've got striking scorpions. They're coming out for Kill Team. No yep. way! So, 
they are still doing them. Like they're just doing one piece at a time. They're doing this with the um with the kill team box set. It's striking scorpions versus space marine scouts. We already knew about the scouts, so this isn't terribly exciting. We've seen these before. Uh, but the striking scorpions, I really like what they've done with them. Honestly, they all remind me of the original sculpts. They haven't changed anything too drastically. They're just clearly embiggened to make them more in scale with everything else. Um, you've got non-helmeted options for those that have gone in that direction which is obviously not everybody i really like what they've done here it feels exactly like i felt it should they, they, um, remind, me, and I, they remind me of being from wisconsin with that color scheme there <laughs> <laughs> yes is it the cheese heads no yes yes it is the yes. cheese heads hey i know football things um so the benefit of this for those that maybe haven't connected the dots yet is that this is not coming out as part of a codex release meaning that we still have stuff coming when the codex happens so we probably will get something else significant when the codex is out uh what that turns out to be is another question um the way that they're doing this kill team is basically you can mix and match with striking scorpions howling banshees and dire avengers so probably one of the more flexible lists too honestly um cool the, the terrain looks cool i mean to some extent if you've seen some warhammer terrain you've seen all warhammer terrain uh but this is like it's a water platform type board which is what the season's going to be this time which is probably the most different of them that they've ever done there is i would argue already options out here for much cheaper uh because every and i literally mean every third party mdf terrain company makes a version of this table that's five or six years old and i do and, mean and, literally five or six and, years and, old and probably 50 percent the price oh if not less than that yeah um i will say this though this is probably one of the best terrain sets as an actual like you use this terrain for the game set that i've seen yep. games workshop do i will agree because it's probably one of the more flexible systems that they've done yeah, um, that too. i mean gallo dark looked awesome with your space hulk stuff but realistically you really couldn't use it for anything else i mean i guess you could try to play a proper warhammer game on it but in real it's just not gonna work with the game well and, and the fact that this this terrain set is designed to be the play area and it's contained within it and it, it looks great and it does the job it looks like yeah you know, it's not like oh here's your grim you know corners and you can throw those here and then you need like 20 more pieces of terrain like yeah yeah um coming up next and look there's a there's quite a few things it was only a short preview but there's other things that i'm not showing here today we have the bretonian from the old world so last night we got a look at pretty much everything that's coming when the game launches uh so this is all of the stuff that will be available and most of the stuff that was shown off last night is all hard plastic so the big criticism that i had which is that the stuff that we got shown last time was all forge world resin not everything is coming in resin from old world this is all hard plastic um so we've got this i'm sorry gorgeous pegasus and no offense to anybody else i think this is the best pegasus i've ever seen um and i mean hands down i think this is the the best pegasus i've ever seen or pegasi i've ever seen uh, i like all three versions of it too honestly um they're sticking with the whole the bretonians the bigger your hat is the more important you are uh, you can build this up to be one of three different things so you have to buy multiples of them though in saying that i'd probably argue that you would be able to very easily magnetize this by the look of it i could be wrong but i don't see anything about this that suggests that it's going to be hard um, um maybe the horse head true though that why do you not have to why couldn't you just pick the horse head that you like if that was well, the case a, well that's what i'm saying like you know if like the uh, how do i say like you know so the dude the 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 one 
where it's the, you know the king looking you know what what we think of as a traditional yep, the king. Duke. yep yep so he's got the faceplate on the horse versus uh the dude with the big hat oh the sorry horse. the duke is the guy with the big hat the next one down is the general i think right. and then there's the third one where the wings are brown the horse yep. has got you know barding on its head instead yep. of just a bare head so like you know if there's some sort of like you know because you know you know that person's out there well no it can't mm. be this one because your your pegasus doesn't have this you, that person exists yes. so that person does exist and you know what my opinion of that is if they want to be like that find somebody else to play with like seriously realistically when it comes to games of this size you're probably going to need to have multiple of this anyway yeah my, my only thought is if it's a sanctioned games workshop tournament you may not be able to get around that, that guy being that guy so i'm ju- just devil's advocating that um the writer yeah, yeah you, you probably magnetize that writer super easy swap it in and out for whatever you want from game to game um yeah personally i would have barding on mine because whoever's gonna like hop on in full armor with weapons and go into battle and not give your mount any yeah the aspa should should be called on you and you should be arrested for uh, animal cruelty um something that's really going to excite some old-time fans is that we actually are getting knights of the realm on foot now which is something that mm. never happened the first time around it was one of those things that was always talked about and never happened uh and this can be easily swapped and changed out with some old kits that will be returning so you'll also see the pegasus knights are coming back these are the old kits hence why the sculpting isn't because these are very old uh we've got knights of the realm which is literally the old knights of the realm you'll notice they don't look as pressive as the new things men at arms and this is where you sorry uh, knights of the realm are where you'll probably want to swap some of your bonus heads and stuff around uh men at arms which is like the lowest of the low peasant bowmen because the knights of bretonia have this weird thing where they're forbidden for using ranged weapons um it's something that makes sense in the lore apparently uh we have well the three quarters of your army is metal calvary so you can move across the board like that you don't need to shoot well true um we've got uh handmaiden of the lady we've got some other stuff this is the stuff that have been previewed already so we've seen the lady on the unicorn before and these knights these are the ones that are all forge world resin and then this last one which is the field trebuchet now this is literally a returning kit and george you're probably not going to like this next bit so this was originally a metal kit that was notoriously nigh on impossible to build bad enough that games workshop actually acknowledged it during the stream last night how bad this used to be and how many complaints they used to get like they actually acknowledged that um so this is going to be done in forge world resin which i would yeah i know i have the same opinion of forge world but realistically it's probably the best choice there if they don't want to re-sculpt it and i would probably argue that this is something that's not worth re-sculpting not Um, yet at least you'd want to you'd want to see how the game sells first this this model right here not to look at the 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 actual uh uh crew just the trebuchet itself you don't need to re-sculpt this This, no there's no reason you're just spending money for no reason this is already absolutely gorgeous if you're going to do anything games workshop bite the bullet suck it up make a mold hard plastic it make it easy to put together they would have to re-sculpt it to do that not that much i don't think they would have to do nearly the re-sculpt you'd think it's 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 a simple straightforward model you got but hard hard plastic injection doesn't work the same way that resin and metal does you would I have understand. to re-sculpt it because you, you'd have to change that much that you may as well be re-sculpting it anyway i i really i think you could take that design adapt it over into a, a hard plastic mold without a lot of headache and issue 
we're, we're, we're talking like a lot of straight, you know, and, and, you know, straight lines and, you know, natural corners, not like, you know, a torso and legs. So, yeah, but every other time that they've done this, they've re-sculpted it for that reason. And they wouldn't if they didn't have to. Yeah. Um, Why do we still have fine cast? Because it's not that simple. Yeah. Games uh, Workshop other, is actively trying to get rid of it. The only other thing I think they could do to make this uh, model look better is get rid of the humans and put dwarves and it's perfect. I'll be right well, back. I gotta make a phone call. Oh, good. Um, Yes, but this is Britannia, which is a human king. So I know, I know, I know. Dirty All humans. Right. Moving on, Perfect we have... have to make a phone call because it's the stuff he doesn't have that much input on. Oh my god, that is awesome! I know, right? So this is a renewal of a character that came in the very first Age of Sigmar box. If you scroll about halfway down, George, you'll see somebody st- sitting on a Griffhound or whatever the the Griff beast it's, it's, thinks. It's not a Griffhound. It is a uh, I can't remember. I've got like, whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. The guy next to him is one of the very first models that came out. A Lord Relictor that you could only get in the box. Yep. This is that character returning. Ooh. So this is the first time... In Age of Sigma history, we're getting a new sculpt of a character, and I think it's worth it. Uh, they did give reasons as to why he's been away in the lore, and it sounded quite cool. I'm not going to go into it here. Um, go and watch their video. Uh, honestly, this is easily one of the highlights of the show for me. This is phenomenal. Uh, that the the it's just beautiful. Like they, re- but I know there's people out there that moan every time we get like over sculpted detail, but this is the sort of stuff that you don't get if they're not doing it. Here's the thing. I am okay with over-sculpted detail if it is on the right miniature. If we are talking yep. like, here's your squad of 20 with over-sculpted details, you're killing me here. If it's this dude who is a centerpiece, who is a hero character, I'm going to be really PO'd if there's not too much detail. Yep. These are the characters you want the too much detail on. These are the characters that you want to spend, you know, the multiple hours upon hours of painting because it is the centerpiece to an army, not a support of agreed so for those that are only listening to the audio and not the video version of this we're talking about lord relictor ionis critborn um and he's basically let's be fair it's a 40k chaplain but it's on a dragon like that this is literally what we're looking at um and, and i will say that this is sculpted gorgeously enough that george hasn't even made his usual rant about how it's sitting on a terrain piece that may not fit with the rest of your army it's also oh, I, I would probably I argue a, a generic enough thing that you would get away with it but I had everything else they've done glossed over that because of how awesome he looks and his his that was um, kind of my point it was good was, enough that you didn't notice i yeah no until you said it, it's like oh yeah there's stupid terrain on there now thanks bruce <laughs> you, you ruined it now i'm to looking fair, at the terrain <laughs> no, but to be fair in all of these they've always been done with where you're gluing it on uh i mean yeah. this sculpt is not going to work if it doesn't have something that it's sitting on but if you wanted to change whatever that thing is I'd also argue that it's generic enough that this could just be sitting in the middle of whatever your army is based on. No, for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's generic enough that you could do your snow basing, your wasteland basing, whatever, because yep. it's a piece of ruin coming out of it. Um, if you scroll down to the little other mounted dude where he's standing on the rock, bold of you to yes. assume my terrain has rocks. Yep. To have a ruined building. Psh, yeah, that's that's easy to get around. Rocks, as simple as a rock is, no, the rock will tick me off more. Yeah. I agree. Uh, and the very 
last preview on this was another two of the winged dragon guys that you can get. They are a different kit. Um, I believe that this is all coming as part of one box. So this is going to be one of those limited box sets that you will then be able to buy separately later on. Um, so depending on your view of that, I don't necessarily hate or love that, but it's just interesting to see. We've got Socks coming back. Quickly, Socks, the yeah. guy on the dragon. Do you have thoughts? Hang on. Are we on? What store are we on? Sorry. I've been so we've only gone one story ahead. We're looking at okay. the Lord Relictor Ionis Cryptborn. Uh, the guy on the dragon, the red dragon? Yes. Uh, he does look pretty nice. I, uh, the colors on the dragon are pretty awesome. I oh, the, the colors of that paint scheme are good. We've been talking for like five minutes about how pretty this thing is, basically. Yeah. Socks, do you know how impressed I was by this miniature, Socks? Very impressed. I was so impressed by it, but I didn't even notice this until Bruce pointed it out. I didn't bitch about the uh, the obligatory uh, terrain until he pointed it out. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. I didn't realize it until You didn't even there. see it. All right, moving on, because there is a few things in here. Uh, this, I actually think, puts the other one, puts the previous one and just stomps all over it. So we're getting a new, yeah, we're getting something new for the Slovene uh, how Sylvanet. Sylvana. Thank you. We've got a new insect monster beast thing. It's the first thorn of Kurnoth, which apparently is somebody very important in the old world that I don't know about. Uh, so but the, the, the Kurnoth are like an elite type of, there's archers mm. and swordsmen. So he's like a Kurnoth general type. Yeah. It's one of the old gods, basically. Uh, but he is sitting on a gorgeous beetle. Now, they already have a beetle monster that was also very pretty, but I think this one puts very, it to shame. Very huge. Yes. And oh. this is quite big. Uh, I don't oh. remember exactly how big it was, but they did they did say, and I don't. I don't so but the, this, the, this is the Kurnoths are about yay tallish, I think. And this guy is bigger again. So I would guess he's probably about this big. So it's it's probably the size of a, a, a regular knight, probably height wise. Anyways, like that. they did say how big he was, and they were using the guy as because this is like the champion of the Kurnoths, and he's like significantly larger than them or something. So like this beetle is going to be massive. I love the stinger in the back like it's just really pretty i'm hoping that you can pose these wings in a couple of different ways i suspect that you won't be able to but i kind of really want to be able to spread the wings out a little bit more yeah for sure um i think that you won't be able to though i think i might need to get me one of these uh before i move on to the next thing socks giant beetle or giant dragon kind of like the beetle actually yay I really does do. this mean we all agree i i, I mean I, just the way the way his wings are kind of unfolded out a little bit almost looks like he's about ready to fly off or, or yeah. landed or something like that. So I really well, like it. As I said, I might have to get one of these because I've been wanting to add some Kurnoth to my Sylvanas that I picked up on the uh, Christmas sale last year. Yep. Um, and, and this guy is just... Here's your chance. Right? And um, so down good. the bottom, you'll notice that there are some other flying things that are coming as well. Yes. Which, if I... Are they Kurnoth no. that's on the back of them? Uh, those are not Kurnoth. Those are um, other uh, Wraith dudes. The three in the back with the bows, those Archers. are Kurnoth. There's your scale size. Yeah. So that 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 thing is huge. So the, yeah, the 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 other flying things, the mounts, those are regular kind of marine size, I think. Oh, so do they already exist? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, so oh, okay. not the bug, not the bug, but the guys on the bug do already exist. They're, they're oh, no, probably, no, but, yeah. The, the guys, 
the other so the the, the other flyers ones, are they yeah, also new? I think those are new too. I I okay. cannot. That's what I thought. I thought you were telling the, me that they existed. No, I was getting confused. The the guys on the backs do, and they're about yay tall. Okay, so right. so we can use that as a scale of he's about two and a half times taller than those little mounts or the little guys on the other on flyers. The, on the bugs. Yeah. yeah, that's um, what I'm trying to get out. <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough. The last thing, as far as Games Workshop is concerned, is the preview of the preview and, and this is kind of showing the, all of the stuff that's on preview for this that I'm skipping right past because I don't care uh, because the very last item on this is the only thing I want to talk about because I would argue that this is the surprise of the year this is not the first time they've done this but previously you could only buy this book if you went to Warhammer World they have the Rogue Trader book up for pre-order Ooh. print on demand in Australia you're looking at $90 and as far as I can tell from my research, this is direct only. I have not found any third parties that have this up for pre-order. So I think you're going to be stuck with the $90 price tag. I don't uh, know what it is for you. Uh, probably probably 75-ish, I would say. Maybe 60. How much is your general rulebook? Uh, Fox is breaking things over there. You could look at the Games Workshop website and have a look at your price, because it should be up yeah, there by now. That's what I'm doing. Oh, yeah. yeah huh? Because, I, I, like, seriously, I think this is the surprise of the year. I don't think anybody saw this coming. Though there is now part of me that's going back and remembering all of those second edition videos that I've been seeing by people that just want to do old stuff lately. Okay. And now I'm going, hmm, has this been a big conspiracy all along? But that's just me being a conspiracy nut. I don't actually think that's the case. Um, I'm not seeing it. Mm. Oh, well, maybe it's not up for you yet. I'm like, I'm just, I'm really surprised by this. Like, there hasn't been, like, I don't get nostalgic for the old stuff. Like, I have no nostalgia for Rogue Trader, but uh, like none at all because I wasn't into the hobby until long after this. Like, my first connection is like 3.5 ed when the towel first came in. Oh, and I then got it. I still wasn't, yeah, $65 US. That's, yeah, that's not too bad. So, and then when I go look at just regular 40k, um, I was just saying that because it was kind of around that price for us. So I just assume it would be around that. Yeah, it's, it's the same price as the the regular Warhammer Core uh, 40k rulebook. So. so that's that's a really kind of cool thing. If you're like one of those old school players of, you know, you got rid of your stuff and, you know, 65 bucks is a small price to get a piece of history back. It's not the original. No, you know, but so you're not buying just, it for that. You're buying it because but, you want it. Yeah, I mean, you can go out and find copies of the original if you want. You'll be paying a lot more than this, though. I'd rather have here. one that's in good condition and actually new. Well, and, and one that I wouldn't feel too badly about, like, sitting there and, like, handling it constantly and, like, reading it, you know. If I were to go get an original, like, 87 one and, like, it'd go in a box, in a box, on the shelf, and I wouldn't read it. And that's that's assuming that you're lucky enough to have one where the pages aren't falling out. Right, exactly. What were you saying, In a plastic clear case, all it's going to do is just sit there sealed. I, I have zero nostalgia for this. I have zero interest in even really playing Road Trader, but I'm still actually tempted to grab this. I, I, I don't I, I'm tempted to grab it because it's something that I mean I don't really collect rule books. In fact, I have a ninth edition rule book over there. I've nearly, I've literally been. I, I offered it to some friends for free because I just there, I didn't play it. I don't care. Is everything but else just a normal, a normal order coming to the store or? Yeah, I mean this is all just okay. on the on the web store. I just, I, the only reason I skipped past it is they weren't the things I was interested in. Like that the, the um, case from last episode is up, um, well, and it's actually got pictures of models inside it. Finally, yeah. The the reason why I'm asking. 
guess because there's that uh, uh, League of Votan character. Is, do I have to get that now, or do I have to, you know, can I wait when I get, you know, the rest of the No, game? you would have to get that now, because that's the commemorative miniature. You can either order it online, so long as you do it before Monday the 6th of November, so you have time, okay. uh, or you can order it from your local store. But I'm pretty sure this has to be ordered from an actual Warhammer store. So not my actual local store, which I don't know if you guys know this, uh, about two and a half hours north of me, they're opening a store. Great Games in Workshop, Wyoming. huh? Yeah. That's unusual. They don't normally open stores in places that don't exist. Exactly. All right, moving on. Let's actually talk, go back to talking about some indies. Uh, Sox, do you remember what you said about this next article when you first looked at it? The, the cargo ship is massive. Seven and a half. Yeah, feet. this thing is huge. If you build so a, Monster you Fight Club. Of the ship. Yeah. Monster Fight Club. We've looked at the guy, these guys a couple of times. These guys had like the 3D printable city that was also going to be released as actual plastic kits that you could buy. Uh, they're doing this again, but this time it's with an actual container shipyard. So I've got actual different sizes of shipping containers, which exist in the real world, but never really happen from a storefront. You usually just get the one size from a storefront point of view. Um, you've got some normal containers, some half-size containers. You've got bridge connector bits if you want to make buildings out of them. You have HAB container sets where they've been converted into stores and houses and stuff. They have thought this through and then some. And then you get to the giant centerpiece that is the shipping boat that I have never seen anybody do. Um, I mean, people may have made their own. I've just I've never seen a company do these, and it's nuts. I mean, if you That's want ridiculous. to buy the actual, That's oh, ridiculous. it's huge. I mean, the price of like this is going to be like big. Like it's going to be very big. There is also a version that has the actual uh, cranes and everything that I have seen versions of before. Or alternatively, this is where we start getting into the actual container sets and so forth, add-ons and so forth. So the dock crane is like a $300 add-on. The container ship is very expensive because what? of how large it is. Yes. Have you seen how big this thing is, George? I don't know why I you're surprised. Care? That's that's a lot of money for a ship. If I'm going to spend that yes. kind of money on the ship, I'm going to go get the flag carrier from when I was a kid. I have a better idea, George. Just buy the digital versions of them because you can 3D print your own. First, I'm going to need a 3D printer that I'm not going to throw through a window first. <laughs> so you can buy a digital version of the container ship for $100. Like This thing is massive. I cannot stress this enough. It is huge. Um, like you could go nuts with this. I mean, my first thought, obviously, is Entropy City. It's something that would fit very well in that world. I would just have to rust everything up and paint it to make it look like it's worn. Um, and then we're getting into, like, they're also offering previous stuff. So I actually own the Trees and Hills set. It's actually a very nice set. I do recommend it. Uh, I haven't seen the Ice Winds, so the Ice Wilds. Uh, and then, yeah, we're getting back into stretch goals and stuff. But this this is a this is the sort of the ter- this is the sort of terrain piece that belongs on Kickstarter because this is the sort of thing that just doesn't exist if you don't put it on Kickstarter. This is not a terrain piece. This is a game board. Yes. It's, yes. I'm sorry. Can you? Uh, I went stupid. Uh, yeah. Play a game of uh, uh, Infinity on this. Oh, you'd play more than infinity on infinity on this no, 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 that's the first thing that pops in my head like you know i mean this is like you know uh uh winter soldier like you know <laughs> this is so cool Th- that container ship is seven and a half feet long i yes i read that and i can do math like one two th- i can do that <laughs> i literally just did that while you were ranting i knew it was big i just hadn't counted it all up previously like this thing is huge it's bigger than a warhammer
I'm a board. It's longer than I am tall. Hey, that's a good point. So it's right? bigger than the old GI Joe, the old GI Joe one. To, to to put this into perspective, this is as long as Shaquille O'Neal is tall. Yeah, like I said, this is the reason that Kickstarter exists. This would like, there's no way this would ever be sold outside of a Kickstarter. How wide? Because you'd is never this? be able to justify creating it. I gotta know how wide this is now. Um, I don't know I don't, if they say how wide it is. My guess would be that it's a foot wide, but that's a guess. Um, custom uh, eight by two game mats. I don't actually know. I'm sure it does say in this text somewhere how big it is, but I. Oh, hang on. Seven point. It's seventeen inches wide, so it's just over. A, it's like what a foot just and a half. Foot and half. Yeah, I, it's nuts. I got one. Yeah, but that doesn't help him. He wants to see it for himself. Holy crap. That is huge. huge. Yes. There's a reason why I'm going, yes, I know it's expensive, but there's a reason it's expensive. It's huge. We do apologize for socks, folks. He's kind of dealing with a couple of things work-wise. So he's trying to be with us and trying to do other things that's kind of got thrown. All of this has happened five minutes before we started recording. So, But we're going to move across. And George, I think I might let you take lead on this one. Yeah. So. Because you're more familiar with the war. I, I, I mean, I've spoken about Warganizer before, but you and JP, uh, who is listening, uh, have both actually printed versions of these, or at least started in your case, before your printer picked up. Be, be, before my printer became a uh, a liability. Um, yeah, so uh, Warganizer Project Leviathan. So uh, JP and I both have, you know, the the smaller, like kill team size, um, shatter point size, you know, like uh, one of the other things was our Marvel Crisis Proto but just, yep. just a small army which you know and it's a nice 3d printable carrying case uh this is bigger this could hold a a modest 40k army this could yeah. hold a modest legion army um the all-in is is fairly reasonable um i i managed to grab an early bird for 35 uh canadians so about 26 dollars us it's pretty good value honestly but it seriously which, is really good value which i'd even it's realize 41 dollars for us in australia I, i'd even realize that when i backed I saw 35 bucks. Y'all, I'll spend 35 bucks on that. I didn't realize yeah. I was getting it's 26. Um, so um, it's it's pretty close. Let's see if we can. It looks like, oh, I guess you can't see it too well. I've got a, uh, so inside there's a little slotted grid for putting the shelves in, which looks to be about as big as my double stack shelf storage I have for the desktop. But he's just, um, he closed it and turned it into a case. And he's yeah. done some testing. So here's the important part. Cause everyone's just like, oh, it's 3D printed. How strong is it? Oh uh, uh, yeah, this is the thing that yeah. So using uh, PLA filament uh, with 10% infill, it can hold 25 pounds on this one on the handle. That's pretty good for a 3D print, in my opinion. Yeah. For those that don't speak the silly weights, uh, it's just <laughs> under an 11 and a half kilo. And he says, oh, wait, maybe, maybe I read something wrong and I'm about to say something I shouldn't. So yeah, I'm not going to say what I was about to say because I don't see where I, what I thought I read. Yeah. Um, um, the first thing I want to say is that there was a point on the original small version where you could double it up to be larger but even that does not compare with how big this one is uh, and you can see that just with like with the models that he has stored inside of it but before i come to my main thought i'm wondering if socks has any thoughts uh about the organizer yeah yeah so sorry folks i'm dealing with work stuff right now i've been dealing with it all day uh but on the organizer i, I think it's kind of cool i mean it's good to see all these different storage options coming out here available uh whether it's foam or these 3d printed kits um i've sold all my legion stuff except for one army um so i have no use for big storage stuff like this really anymore um but if i had all my legion stuff i'd like to 
the hard case. I mean, I've been using soft case stuff uh, mm. for a long time, but I think the hard case can be useful too. So, um, anything else you want to say before I get into my little thing? Um, <laughs> I was gonna say by default, it looks like it's a double wide, like that upgrade yes. kit for the original organizer, and then it's two organizers tall. So this is four times the original organizer size. It looks like, and because it's been designed to be that way to begin with, there's no questions as to how lo- how well it'll stay together because it's been designed to be one piece so now the next thing i'm going to say before i let you say your thing bruce is uh he does specifically in the what kind of printer do i need he goes through and breaks it down specifically what he uses what it's designed for and what you will need and what you can get away with. oh yep i can see that so 350 mil by 350 mil bed yes which i think is great because also i can't i'm still gonna back this i'm still gonna get this because uh i've about had this one uh i i i, I was really anxious to try any cubic i don't think i'm gonna even try a resin printer from now at this point which is a shame because i've i've had nothing but pleasure from mine well the only problem the only problems i've ever had with my uh photon like the previous one are problems that i caused which i know is not what happened with you yeah um so if i when i do get another filament printer i am going to make sure that i do just get a large form factor so that i'm not restricted by size yeah so bruce you are going to say okay so george shared this with me last night and my initial thought when i saw this was and let me finish jp because i know you're going to say the same thing that i thought george <laughs> would say. my initial thought with this was this guy has a patreon what is this doing on kickstarter my initial thought was that i didn't think it was appropriate however i looked at this a little further because i remembered that there was comments very early on when we first talked about it about how they wanted a bigger one um and the fact of the matter is is that if he wasn't doing a kickstarter i don't think it would have been worth him actually risking it now granted at the time he's launched launched the kickstarter he's already done most of the work on this but if anything that just helps him from a publicity point of view i mean there are no risks for people if they want to back this at this stage it's something that's yeah. literally ready to go all it needs to be is paid for um so as much as my initial thought was i don't understand why this is on kickstarter like, I, I could see why this is on kickstarter but like, you don't launch something like this on patreon like this is something that you use to, to try to draw in new customers um it'd be interesting to know whether his patreons are getting anything out of this for supporting him outside of it um because in theory i believe that the patreon is supposed to be getting first access to all of his new stuff on the organizer but this isn't technically the same organizer so i don't know how he's dealing with that um but no this is this is what kickstarter is for so so and and here would be my argument to that is you know how are people going to find out about this if you look at kickstarter what it's become it's it's become so much more than just a crowdfunding as well as a advertising platform of check this new thing out you know if 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 he didn't do this on kickstarter would he make you know the five thousand three hundred eighty nine dollars he'd probably make just a quarter of that so as as much as you know as much as some companies like cmon and you know have abused it and uh companies like mythic you know have uh extorted it uh i think you know a guy this size you know one shop ish kind of thing you know where yep. this is what he's doing doing something like this this is the appropriate thing for 
for this type of platform. And to answer my original question uh, about what the Patreons are getting out of this, it looks like the Patreons are going to be getting the expansions that come for this once it's been released. So he's already been talking about um, token trays and other stuff that will be going onto the Patreon. And there's Patreons that have commented about how they've only gone for the basic pledge because they don't need the extra stuff because it comes on Patreon. So he is he is supporting both, which is good. Not that I really questioned whether he was. It was just I didn't know the answer to that question and I wanted to be thorough in what I was saying because there may have been other people that had the same thoughts that I do. And although I don't have that thought anymore, I thought it was worth bringing up because there are other people that will have thought that way. But I genuinely think this is going to be good. Uh, it's currently sitting at... So he was aiming for 5,000 Canadians, currently sitting at 7.3 thousand. It's not doing too badly for what it is. I mean, this is not going to be a million dollar campaign and there's no way that it ever could be because it's not that sort of product. Uh, but I would argue that he's, he's doing pretty well. I don't know what right. he's aiming for, but I would be happy with that if I was him. Uh, t to me, it, you know, it's, it's like... two days. Yeah, it's a, it's a good down payment on a, uh, a new car. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, or he's two days in and he's already at like $7,300. Uh, that's that, that's a pretty good two days. Ooh, I didn't even see that. I'm only on the uh, just the base one. I didn't even realize there was the uh, uh, early bird and stretch goal for $41, which that's still a good deal. Yeah. Um, hmm. Moving on. Moving on. Last one for the day. We are looking at some stuff for Drop Zone from TC Combat. Starting with the Resisty Gun Buses. Oh, I, I like these so much. I have always loved these. Uh, this is a new version of, of the buses, though, I believe, unless I'm wrong. But I don't believe we've had the gun buses before. Normally, the buses have the little turrets on top. We don't. We've, we've yes, never you're seen, right. It's re-sculpted. We've, yep. we've never seen the buses where they've pretty much chopped the bus in half down to the floorboard of the bus and put a huge gun mount on the back of it. I That's love awesome. how rudimentary it looks. Does that one look like the PHR bombardment cannon almost? Yes. That's what I was thinking, too. The, the, the yes triple barrel it does look like the bombardment cannon from the phr a little it's bit it's going to be much smaller though well yeah obviously like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a big phr ship you know um, yeah. the other one just looks like your traditional you know you looks know like conventional yeah as i was gonna say your, your conventional artillery cannon that's uh towed behind a, a five-ton wagon yeah or or, or, or on the base of a ship actually it's called the g88 flat cannon <laughs> Oh, it's literally, it's literally a cannon from a ship. <laughs> no, 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 no. The 88 flat cannon was the most prolific anti-air cannon that the Germans used in World War II. Ah, uh, okay. Fair enough. Um, I really like what they've done here. I, I love that the sculpting of it kind of shows how rudimentary it's been. Like, this hasn't been done professionally. It's been done with just what that they could get away with. Um, I love the fact that they're clearly using weapons that they have just stolen from other people at some point, because that's very clearly not a human-designed weapon. It's very clearly a... PHR one. I really like what they're doing here. Um, and I, it doesn't have, take much to change them. I have one tiny little complaint. Yep. It's very obvious the one is a school bus because it's your traditional school bus shape and yellow paint job. The other one, it's obviously a Greyhound bus. Why does it not look like a Greyhound bus? Come on, get some color. It. They haven't painted it that way. They need to. But that's what it is. <laughs> it, you need to see the little bit of a dog head coming off there. It's, it is a Greyhound bus with a giant cannon on it now. I, I, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this george yellow buses are fairly globally known as school buses greyhound buses are not an international i know what you're talking about because they're advertised on tv when i was younger but like greyhound buses are not a thing everywhere else that is just 
that's, to you. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I will accept that answer. Yeah. Also, like most buses are like made by one company and then repainted to be a million different things. So, yeah. We also have the PHR Atlas Walker, which is the light behemoth for the PHR. And... I like this guy too. It's like a giant scorpion, basically. The scorpion basically being what I said was my favourite sculpt in the game. Um, I don't know if I like the head of it. That's probably the only criticism I would have. It kind of like, it looks like a polar bear to me. I was going to say, it's it's giving me a vibe of it. It looks like a, a PHR uh, Stitch from Lilo and Stitch. Yes. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> What's the walking fish thing called? Axolotl? Yeah, I think so. I could see axolotl in this. It just doesn't have like the wavy fins yeah, the, at the, the side of its head. It. I'm sorry, but they're going to have to release a kit where it's got little wavy things <laughs> on, on the side of its head. I, I oh, do like I, this. I suppose. I mean, this baby got back though. <laughs> <laughs> I broke George. No, because I know exactly what you're talking about. Because the back end, it's it's like a lot of uh, cars from the '80s. They do yep. all the designing on the front, and, and then they get to the back, and they're like, well, "Here's a." boot yep yeah we're done it's like here's the but it looks it. deliberate it's, and that's why i like it it looks it's, like it's that way on purpose it, it, it's like a 40 year old guy it's the, the back end the back side's flat the nice thing about this is that the two the two very different variants is one of them can, can hold up 20 infantry so it's a transport infantry transport and then you got the other tran the other variant with the two huge triple railgun battery so two very different mission types and ways you could use this which i think i would use the white behemoths more than i would use the actual behemoths in a game honestly myself I, I, I like when I swap between both of them, it looks like it's being transformed between one and the other. I mean, I know that's not what's going on, but it, I can kind of see it like folding back in on itself, if that makes sense. I can see that. Oh, yeah. Like it's uh, showing the guns in the... Yeah. In the way that only makes sense in a cartoon, because obviously these panels disappear. But I don't know. It's just... I like that you can see how it's how it's done. Not like... like Because I realize that that's, those guns are not on the troop transport one, but you can see the bits that come off and what comes on it. Yeah. How about the Shaltari Light Behemoth? Yes. I still like the Shaltari Light Behemoth. Um, we had spoken about that a couple of episodes ago. Yeah, it does look cool too with this. Yeah. I like everything Quad about Logan. it except for except for the rear feet. Again. Yeah, we had issues with the yeah. one, the, the, the giant one with the Shaltari because yep. you couldn't really It's just see a the... smaller version of it, yeah. 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 It's, um, the, P the PHR have the best walking things in the game. Like, I just realized this is not a Light Behemoth. I was wrong when I said that. I thought it was the same equivalent but it's not it's actually much oh, smaller than i think it is oh it's not a light behemoth it doesn't say that does it no it's just a medium heavy walker sorry that's my mis that's my mistake i misunderstood oh so this is the size at. this is probably the size of a hades then which is probably the size yeah of a scorpion. so i apologize for that that was me misreading what i was looking at i assumed it was something that it wasn't also did we get any clarification on captain louis if that was a, the, a that moniker to the uh the owner of the company or no i never actually <laughs> officially asked i'm just making <laughs> assumptions there because it's fun uh I, I think they've done really, really well here. Um, the Atlas Walker is probably one of my favorite things they've released for Zone in some time. Um, and I do like what they released for Zone. I'm not saying otherwise. It's just that's yeah. probably the, that's probably my favorite thing they've done for Zone in quite a while. Since the, the Behemoth, the, probably. The, the PHR Walkers, like, I, I don't like the way that army works. I don't like the way it plays. But God, I love the way it looks. Mm -hmm. That's their primary force is all Walkers. Yeah, you have a few small skimmer tanks and some troops. 
troop uh, tanks, but for the most part, your your main battle force is all walkers. I mean, it, it's, yeah. it's like the, it's like that hot girlfriend. She looks good, but everything else about her, I can't stand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really curious where the light behemoth is for the scourge and for the PHR because we've had a UCM one and we've yep, had a resistance. They, they let Dave out of the closet for like a couple hours to do something, so he doesn't finish designing him yet. I don't know if we do have a resistance one, do we? We do. It's the light drill. It's the Avernus mining engine that we. Oh, of course it is. Yes, 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 yes. Of course it is. Uh, and we obviously have the Shiltari one because we're just talking about it. But we haven't seen the other two yet. I'm guessing that they're probably still maybe a month or so away. They're tri- uh, obviously no, trying. We did. We oh no, the Scourge one is there. So it's just the PHR then. PHR have one too. It's the Alconia's light behemoth. It's the one with the huge three missiles sticking out of the front and two rail guns on the sides. We've looked at them all. Oh, I'm just forgetting them. Yeah, it's been a while. I think they've been releasing them about a month or so in between. So we've been hitting them as they come out, but it's been a couple, probably been two or three episodes in between. Oh yeah, this PHR one, the one oh, with the I big nose. It. The big, yeah. The it's big back on page five. Yeah. It literally looks like a big nose. Yeah. No, I remember that now. Oh, there we go. I just have a bad memory because I'm old. They have All right. It does. Are you gonna UCM, UCM have one too. It's the light Brazil. Yes. Yeah, I said you I said that earlier. Okay. Or I misspoke, one or the other. Uh shall we move on? We have an indie. Indie. Definition. Independent. Type. Slang word. Jargon. So this week I'm talking about Ramshackle Games. Now, this is a company that came to mind for me, uh, for the first thing that we're gonna look at, because they have something I pre-order called the Fox Box. And I'm really hoping I'm pressing on the right thing. There's a whole heap of goblin raider tanks that are just like short, stubby, silly, cartoony looking tanks that look like they're out of a, a video game from the 80s. And I love everything about them. Like They are so cool. Uh, but that got me looking and I'm like, no, what? I don't want to cover them for the news. I want to cover them wider. So these are resin resin um, things for whatever you want to use them for, really. Uh, there's a whole heap of different turrets that you can buy for them, but they are really silly looking tanks. And like they're supposed to, because that's kind of the whole point. I, I love these things. They are just so much fun and so silly. Like they just look like they're straight out of Tank Battles, which is an old video game where you are going around a maze and trying to shoot people around a corner. But they do a lot more than just that. So uh, up the top of the website, there's like links to all different categories. I'm going to start with the Orcs just because it's October. Why would I not talk about Orcs? And we have a whole... I could have just started here. The tanks were in there as well. We have a whole hell of a lot of things. Jack Goblington is just fun. It's a goblin wearing a Halloween mask. We have Lou Rolls as a dedicated to morons during the pandemic. Uh, we have alternate arms for things. We have Berserker, which is clearly a goblin that's just gotten too big for his britches. Father Crumpmus is maybe my favourite thing here. I quite like Bustin' Cap too, but Father Crumpus, like, this is just so dumb in the best way. And I love the fact that he thinks that he's flying. Or maybe he is flying, but it's just, like, the, it's been built on scrap, essentially. I don't know what the dog is. They're supposed to be um ah uh, what are they called Wigs. the walking mouths squigs thank you that's obviously what that is supposed to be but there's a lot of stuff here and i'm only looking at the orcs at this stage uh we could also move across because the next one that i'm going to open up is sci-fi i think no i've already got that open aha 28 there's the range of toy car scale range which is a whole heap of stuff 
that would just coincidentally work really well for gas lamps. I mean, it's a complete coincidence. Um, these are all additions for things that you can add to my um, to Hot Wheels and stuff. And they have a 20 millimeter biker gang, which is just all kinds of fun. Because bikes for that scale are not the easiest thing to come across. I mean, you can come across them, but they're not the easiest thing. We've also got civilian vehicles, which is something we see a little bit of, but not a lot. And these appear to be like farming and truck equipment that could work in the 40k world i mean it doesn't have to be 40k but that's kind of what makes sense i quite like the gopher the gopher's fun it just looks like it it looks like a tonka toy from when we were kids do you did you have tonka toys yes yeah we still yeah we, we still, still have tonka toys because they're made of steel and they they've survived <laughs> uh there's also a half ute and i love the fact that they're calling it a ute because that's such an australian thing i don't think anybody else uses that term because it's a utility vehicle uh i love the fact that they've painted their truck to look like optimus prime uh, and you can't tell me that's not done on purpose because very clearly it is um like there's just some really cool looking stuff here uh Four lots of dwarves on bikes oh i miss the dwarves on bikes where are the dwarves on bikes go to bikes i assume or go to dwarves 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 dwarf bikers there you go oh this is cool hey it's 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 better than the original squats yep well they clearly did this because people were complaining oh, they didn't get the things back yep no this is brilliant no if if you no, if you click on one of the photos they're all named there's barclay davis norbert tags trike and gunner bob just bob just bob (laughs) ah soldier chunky norbert (laughs) ah this is brilliant yep not that that's brilliant (sighs) ah They do have other figure set range. I'm not going to go into all of them, but Victorian sci-fi, mutants, mutant plants, premium premium urethane? The hell? Oh, they're just like weird sci-fi monsters. Okay. Models in the premium urethane. Mo- oh, no, they're literally just, it's just what they're making them from. Okay, fair enough. It's a creature from the Black Lagoon. It is. It's No, no, it's just creature. It just happens he, to look like that. He, he, to, to, to pigeonhole him into one lagoon, that's that's not right. He could be from many different types of lagoon. Exactly. Exactly. No, the Ramshackle games have so many different things on here. It's just, yeah, uh, you, you could spend all day looking at this, but I, th- I think we've got a nice little taste here. Um, I would recommend checking them out. They just look really fun, especially if you want to do stuff that fits into that world, but is not necessarily something that's produced. Well, it, it's and it's more, it's got, not to say there's anything wrong with it, but it's got a more of that, you know, the feel, the infancy of the hobby, you know, from like the yeah. late 80s, early 90s, where, you know, things were still being learned and developed and it's again it's that very nostalgic look yeah yeah uh shall we get into some hobby dream blue crying paint what have you been up to, Socks? Stuff. Even though we already know that. Yeah, so if you haven't seen my YouTube release that has it been posted? No, it'll come okay. out this week. Anyways. Uh, Mine needs to get released, actually. I just remembered that. Yeah, yours anyway. is on Monday. Socks oh, okay. is going to be Thursday. So this yeah. past week, I got uh, two boxes of the Scions of Jutland uh, for Dystopian Wars. So I've been putting them together because why not? Um, and started painting them. Uh, talk with George. As you know, my Imperium fleet is kind of a dark gray with 
some Prussian blues. George taught me, this is my Asgard, and it's going with a dark green fleet color. Um, this is my Valhalla with some midget subs on the back that launches out. You should ride Hobby on the side of the thing somewhere. I, I, I was going to say, you should get full sponsorship for that ship and do ValhallaHobby.com on the... Right? That's my little Valkyrie. So I've got a squad of four little Valkyries flying around. So I've been putting these things together. Uh, absolutely loving these things. Um, so that's what I've been working on this week. Hopefully get some more colors on these over the next couple weeks and uh, get them ready. Nice. So, what about you, George? Um, I have not been up to much. Um, I'm going to actually be cramming for a, a test here coming Ooh, good up. Good luck. Uh, well, it's it's a Microsoft test too, so it's uh, even worse. Okay. Yeah, um, professional stuff. Um, I did, however, break out my Lords of Ragnarok and yep. go through the setup of that to, you know, because it has a specific solo play rulebook, so I broke that out, and the amount, the, the ease of understanding the components of a game and setting it out onto the board is a huge thing when starting a game for the first time. And the most difficult part I had for this game, and this may sound ridiculous, which side of the game board do I use? Oh, because that's not a, yeah, that's not good. Well, it, it is once you get it figured out. Because there's a two-player side of the board, or there's the other side where you play with up to four players, or the solo mode. Then if you have the expansion like I do for the stretch goals, you put it back to the two-player side, and you attach another part for the five-player mode. Oh, mm. uh, okay. So, the neoprene and I, and I, neo mat is huge. It is literally almost too big for my table. Mm. It is a huge neoprene mat, so I was using the regular fold-out cardboard. And so going through like, and once I figured out what side the game board was on and what emblem to look through, the setup was just super quick. I need these cards. If you're doing two-player, it's the one with the two-player icon. If you're not doing two-player, you don't use those. You know, So I didn't actually go through and start doing any of the actual, like, the playthrough of the game, but because literally some of these games, the first time you set up, it takes you nearly two to three hours to set it up as you're figuring it out. Bruce, prime example, uh, Nemesis. How long did it take you to set up Nemesis for the first time. Oh, forever. I still feel right? like I'm setting it up sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, some of these games, like, you know, when you learn to set up, like, I bet uh, even Gettysburg is probably the same way with socks, right? Yeah. Set up all probably, my brigades, all my regiments. Well, it's like you, you take two hours to go through and set up, then you have everyone come and play it for like hour, an hour and a half. So, um, and and going through and doing that again, there, I feel like there's so many things I missed on my unboxing of just the awesomeness of the miniatures that Awaken Realms does. Like, I know there's a lot of companies that, you know, go through, like Simon. I mean, they've got great miniatures, but the, the aesthetic that Awaken Realms does with this, it's very Norse. I mean, it's called Lords of Ragnarok. But that, that sci-fi element that they have, that they threw into it, just is so awesome and amazing. And unique. Oh, yeah. It's, I've it's never totally... seen somebody do it. Even Marvel, like, when they updated it to make it work in their comics, like, the sci-fi does it, like, it doesn't look sci-fi it still looks it's just an updated norse like this is genuinely something that felt new yeah for sure um i mean it's if you take some of the like i guess the the the, the technology feel like you know how they had the hex patterns and stuff for nemesis they just straight up did that on like the sails and some of the cloaks for these like there's no reason to do that other than let's give it this for the site and it's it's like like that signature that a company has and awaken realms has done such a great job with it. um and, and as, i just as, want to acknowledge a couple 
couple of things that our Patreons have said. First things first, I'm not the only one throwing shade at Socks. I love this one. Socks has <laughs> out-tagged me in. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not really. That was brilliant. That was um, JP also, because I was kind of asking questions about the, with the organizer, um, which some of which I found answers to and some of which I didn't. He actually paused his Patreon during the campaign, okay. which I can only applaud him for because I would argue 90% of the industry wouldn't do that. I mean, it's the right move to make, but nobody else would have done that. And I mean, nobody else would have. So applaud for somebody actually doing the right thing. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So I was as, as much as I do like the way Simon does stuff as far I'm not talking about their crowdfunding, how they do, I'm talking about their games themselves. Oh, no, I know. How, the, how they look and feel. God, Awaken Realms. They're doing think, it right, too. I think that the big difference here, like Simon, a lot of their properties, like a lot of their games are essentially spins yeah, on their existing stuff. Like He-Man is like, it's just a spin on Zombicide. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's definitely major differences there, but you can still see the base of Zombicide there. And yeah. a lot of their games are like that. And this is not, I'm, I'm actually not throwing shade here. Uh, it's just something that you observe over time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even if like, if, if I was throwing shade because of that, I would be wrong because it's not a criticism. Like, that's not something to criticize. Um, I guess the benefit of Awakened Realms is because they've come in afterwards. They've kind of had to find their own thing. Uh, also, the way that Nemesis worked, there's no way that you could make a Norse game that was, like you would have to change change because nemesis was very very much aliens let's be fair and that wouldn't work for a norse game no 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 i'm I'm talking the aesthetic of the miniatures oh yeah well that too they they took you know what they did for nemesis like that that unique look they came up with and they took some of those aspects and put that into lords of ragnarok to give it a different look of a fantasy game than every other fantasy game out there you know the as i put it the fantasy sci-fi look so yeah um game mechanics is what i was discussing Oh, I, 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 I'm not even talking game. I'm talking the physical appearance. Because l- let's be honest, some of these games, you know, what gets you? The, you know, we we had a, a, a game talk discussion on this. Is you know the shiny syndrome. Some of these yeah. games, they get you with the shiny look at this. And and Awaken Realms, they've done a really good job with check out our stuff. Look how cool it does look. You want to get this game and play it because of how it looks. Yeah. No, they do it very well. So, um, yeah, and, and just like I said, going through and doing the setup of the game. And and once once I got through and, and set up, I, I have no questions that even breaking out, you know, the, the Kickstarter at, well, it's not a Kickstarter, uh, but like the uh, the stretch goal add-ons and stuff like that of, you know, instead of the cardboard token buildings, you know, breaking out the box that has the actual plastic ones, I could get that set up in probably 30 minutes ready to go. So, um, once you learn how to do it, su- super easy to set up. So, um, and then here's the downside. It said to do solo mode, you should learn how to play the normal game first. So That's not unusual, to be fair, but you know, it's I mean, always... I just thought that was a little odd of, like, you know, you know that, that was a big thing and why we got all this, like, solo play is some people can't get out and go yeah. and play a game with people anymore, so here's a solo mode. Oh, but you should learn how to play the game normally with someone else before you do the solo mode. Like, yeah. you should... To be fair, I, I feel that He-Man was that. kind of... Yeah, flip like, that. when I tried to set up He-Man the first time, like, trying to figure it out by myself to play it by myself, I gave up halfway through. It's like seriously, I, I gave up halfway through because it was just so kind of. I gave up. I just it wasn't worth yeah, it at the time. 
Yeah, so, some game like the first time I set up a, a game of Cthulhu Death May Die, it took me a good solid hour and a half. Now, 30 minutes tops. Yeah, you it's know, like it, that with a lot of games, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, so, I mean, there's learning how to play the game, and then there's learning how to set up the game. Yeah, which is always a challenge. Uh, for me, hobby-wise, I haven't been doing a lot because I've been insanely busy with public events. <laughs> so I know you guys know this. There is a couple of people in the Patreon. No, I think most of the Patreon should have known. Um, four days before PAX, I got asked if I'd be able to fill an empty table. And I spoke, I don't know if I spoke about it publicly. I had applied for it and I didn't get in because somebody accidentally shared the wrong link and the application I put in was for the previous year's campaign. Uh, and I didn't find out, out about this until after the um, thing was done. So I didn't get in. And that's fine. Like, I'm not throwing shade. Like, that's just how it is. Um, like, I had no way of knowing that until I, I, until I figured out what had gone wrong. But you still um, well, I did and I didn't. I mean, I got in. But so I got asked four days before, which meant that I was in a, a mad, insane rush to get ready in time. I had DevCon on Thursday. So that was a day that I couldn't prepare. Um, but because it all happened last minute, I also didn't get any of the benefits that you normally would get for demoing at the event so i was doing it on my own dollar from the passes that i had already paid for so basically i had an entire day pass that i didn't get to use now i'm not actually complaining about this it was a wonderful opportunity i had a really really beneficial time the downside is that i really didn't enjoy packs this year because i never had the opportunity to i spent all of friday trying to chase down last minute things and problems that i had seen because i had a regular pass and not an entry pass i I couldn't get in to actually set up before the event because I wasn't allowed. Um, in the end, they kind of had to borrow a pass before security would let me in. Oh, uh, that's geez. how we got around wow. that. Yeah, it's just like, everything happened like, and I'm not throwing shade here. This literally happened four days before the event. There was no way of fixing this. It's just the way it happened. I, Wonderful I mean, opportunity. I did get in um, and everything got set up. I set up on like a four by two table. So it was much smaller than what normally I would be playing. But that just made the games quicker and easier to get into. It went really well, honestly. There was only a matter of about 30 minutes where I didn't have somebody with me. And I was there for about five hours going for it. I mean, to, to me, it almost sounds like, you know, hey, here here's your chance and an opportunity to do this. But you can only use one arm to do this whole thing is what it's kind of sounding like where you know you know you, you to be fair the benefit and access and you know yeah but yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to be fair if i was to do this again i probably wouldn't accept last minute like i did this time but i'm not like i had an incredible time i'm not actually throwing shade at the people that organized it like they had somebody that got covid they needed a table that was free they knew that i would be keen for it because i had said that i would if they needed someone they actually asked me about a month or so earlier uh well, look there may be a couple of tables free would you be interested and i said yes and i said this to you guys but i didn't say like there was a slim chance i might get back in well and the um, fact that you know someone actually remembered to like hey there's this jason guy let's give him a call yeah. and see if he can fill this like yeah, that's yeah. that's super like, huge too so like four days in like at that point there is no way of getting me a pass like there's no way um because it, it would have already been sent to the previous guy whose children came down with covid and had missed out for the second year in a row poor bugger um after like I, getting through and winning like he just couldn't because he had family that was sick and that that, that sucks for whoever that was mm -hmm. I, I almost um, feel like couldn't they have just taken your pass like the organizers and like but they didn't have it at that point but, but your pass the one you paid for take your pass and like do something to it and saying you know he has access to well security. yeah I don't know like, it's just one of those things like if I had yeah. been if I had been an annoying, annoying person that would never have been allowed to go in ever again I'm sure I could have forced something to happen but it, like, I'm not going to be that guy 
because they have enough to try and organize like they were doing all of this while trying to run their own event at the same time uh, in a booth to try and sell some of the things that their organization had helped launch previously um like i'm acknowledging problems but i'm not i I have it's weird and i kind of when i said it i did a post in the discord to our patrons and i'm like it's weird because i can't say that i enjoyed pax this year because i didn't but i'm not complaining i have zero complaints about my experience it was a wonderful opportunity uh i just didn't enjoy it in the way that you normally would because i never had the chance to in theory my chance to do that was saturday afternoon and i went home and literally collapsed in my bed i had no energy left because i had been going for four days straight without stopping yeah and it's one of those things supers like when you said i i'm gonna be at you know showing my game off at pax like the first thing I thought was that's freaking awesome forget yeah anything that was else. it's like, arguably the biggest event of the year for australia yeah like and for them to you know, like give you a two foot by four foot space and say demo your game like i i, I can't put into words like how stoked i was for you like yeah, yeah. i agree it was a very very big opportunity and, and despite what you're saying bruce if if they were to do the same thing to you again i would tell you just do it bruce suck it up and deal with the craziness and get out there and show oh, off i would i will a hundred percent i will 100% attempt to do this again. Um No, but I'm saying but I probably wouldn't I probably wouldn't do it without the other side of the coin as well. Just because of like there was a lot oh, of stress oh, involved. Okay, yeah. Okay, I, I would that's fair. Unless I got in properly, I probably yeah. wouldn't feel in last minute like I did this time again. Yeah. Because mentally I like I it took me 3 days to recover from it. Um because I spent I spent 3 days trying to be ready for the event and then instead of enjoying Friday before I went to the wrestling that night, enjoying myself for the only chance to actually see anything, um, I spent all of it trying to chase down the past thing that never actually got solved because they didn't yeah. understand what the problem. Because they, they were just, no, I'm just going to let you in. It'll be fine. Uh, which, in theory, should have been. But security had a rule. And the rule was that you're not allowed in without the right pass. So security were doing the right thing and it, it had never come up. So they had no way of knowing that this is going to be an issue. So it's just one of those things that you learn the more that you do events. Sure. Yeah. Like they 100% did nothing wrong. It's just something that shouldn't have been a problem, but it was. It- it sounds like everyone was just doing everything right. It just is that, oh, you know, you, you just kind of got in the middle of like, hey, I was asked to do this, but I don't have the thing. Yeah. And and to be fair, I, I sprung that on him on the Friday while he was in the middle of doing things at the event. So yeah. he also had no way of fixing it, even if he realized, because I was trying to explain what the issue was and he didn't see what the problem was because his mind was elsewhere. Uh, but even if he had have thought about it, there's not really much he could have done at that point. So yeah, wonderful opportunity bit- though. Thank you to everybody that actually did stop by uh thank you to everybody like devcon was amazing i i I had a really good time people but people there that had actually released things successfully in the past whether it be through kickstarter or privately uh there was somebody that was there that chose not to launch through kickstarter because it was just a better opportunity for them not to uh and they're doing very well financially as a result of their decisions which is wonderful for them um i was literally the only miniature war game in the group everybody else was card games and board games or a role-playing game so that also meant that i stood out too because i was the only one that actually had like a proper full-on miniature wargaming board yeah um there was nobody that walked past and didn't look because it stood out i mean there were other areas that had tabletop miniature games but not where i was so i stood out which was good so so bruce um i don't know if this uh surprises you or not but uh casey she's not into the gaming and stuff like i am and i, I showed her the picture of your setup and she was even impressed by it so good most well at least half of the people that did playtesting with 
me that day had never played war games before. Or if they had, they'd only done it once and it was, or once or twice, and it was a very long time ago. So, and I still got like large. I actually, I, I did a few playtesting things myself when I was trying to chase down things uh, with other people on the Friday. Um, and I saw somebody else like had a checklist of like to get feedback from, from people. So at one o'clock in the morning after I got home from the wrestling, I was like, oh, no, I should do this. This is a really great idea. And I just, I wrote down a very quick word document of like four questions and then an area for comments. Um, one of which was, do you enjoy tabletop miniatures games? Uh, because my thought was that if somebody has like really negative feedback and they don't like these types of games, then hey, there's a little bit of balance for you. Uh, another one was, I don't remember all of my questions, but another one of the ones that I stood out was, um, did you ever feel cheated by the dice? Because one of the things I'm trying to push is the risk versus reward so that if things go bad, it's kind of like, it's only ever oh. your fault for taking the risk. Um, which is interesting after <laughs> Friday night this week, we'll, we'll, I'll get to that in a second very briefly but uh, like nobody had i was like everybody was really positive at the table but they might have still read, wrote something really nasty on the feedback maybe i got nothing at all negative so that that felt wonderful i i, I thought you were talking about uh, you felt personally attacked by the question of you know do you feel cheated by Could the i be attacked by my own question <laughs> you might be you might be anyways how dare jason write this oh wait i'm jason um on friday night one of our patreons actually came over and did play testing with him and another friend um so it was chris versus adam uh playing at Krupy city chris was playing as the hades and adam was playing as the komodo and chris got lauded <laughs> And I mean, he got slaughtered. Everything went wrong, wrong for Chris. It was, but there were several times where the game could have ended, and then he pulled a twenty-one out of nowhere, managing to avoid an attack here and there. It was very swingy. It was very. It's the most one-sided I've seen a game so far. Um, and it wasn't so because it, of balancing issues. It's just the way that the dice were that night. But he so, still so, didn't feel robbed by the dice. So. so, so what you're saying is you forced your your uh, spirit upon him. Yes, apparently. Um, I, I said on the night. I mean, Chris has seen what my, what dice are like. He's one of the few people that has seen it. Um, and I was like, I only know one person that ever rolls worse than you, and it's me. Um, like, we've played a few things. So he's the one that got me into Wild West Exodus. And we've kind of had very similar experiences where I trounced him one game and he trounced me another game. So it, it's not entirely unusual for us to experience dice to do that. But he said he didn't feel robbed by the dice. So if a game can go that one-sided and you still don't feel like it's the dice cheating you, I mean, he's old enough to know that that's not how dice work. I, I usually say it as a joke more than anything else, but dice are evil and they hate me. Well, so so here's the next important question. Where did you get your dice from? Were they designed for the Northern Hemisphere or the Southern Hemisphere? Uh, I have some of them that are from Australia, and I have some of them that are from overseas. Uh, where they are manufactured is another question, but the ones from Australia are sold by an Australian company. So. Right, but were, were they manufactured for the Northern Hemisphere? That's the important question. Well, they don't get sold outside of the Southern Hemisphere, so obviously not. <laughs> and he was using the Australian ones, come to think of it so he got screwed by his own country's hemisphere all right time to move on usually how it works though is you get screwed by your own country no (laughs) Uh, talk nerdy to me yeah so game talk we're probably going to need to keep this a little bit shorter now because we've kind of gone longer than i thought we would i tried to keep me socks talk nerdy to me socks so yeah we're going to talk about what parts of the hobby we do and do not like yeah pretty much like this the hobby is a very very vast big thing um and like there's aspects of it that not everybody enjoys 
So for some people, it's building the models. Hi, Alan, if you're listening. Um, for some people, it's painting the models. That's probably it's probably 50-50, I think, whether people enjoy the painting or not. So, I mean, some people absolutely do, and some people just absolutely don't and only do it because they have to. Um, and then there are some people, this is probably not as frequent, though, that just either don't get around to the games or don't enjoy gaming and they're just in it for the models themselves. There's no wrong answers here. It's just I just thought it would be an interesting conversation. So, and yeah, so I, I know a, a, a lady, um, she knew of the hobby because her husband was friends with, uh, my buddy Don, who was former owner of the, the local store and she thoroughly enjoyed painting. That's all she did. She just, she just painted them. Yep. Um, and she, she was pretty decent at it too. Um, I'm one of those people where it's like, you know, shiny, like here's a new thing. I got to get it put together. Oh, this is yep. so cool. And then the, the transformation of like, I've still got fire slayers that I have to put together. Cause it's like, I've already put some of these together. I have to put more together God, really? my, my b1 squad my 6b1s that i had for legion i was just like and there's nine per squad i was just like exactly it's yeah. like when it gets to that re re repetition point of like uh, and, and then the same thing goes from painting it's like you know taking the concept and the idea in your head and like transforming it and making it looking something look awesome like i have a fully painted stormcast eternal army because i had an idea i had the time and i got it done and then another box set came out someone wanted whatever was didn't want the storm stormcast eternal half and i said cool i'll take that got the put together got the cool new stuff got them primed ready to go that's all you've done that was six years ago <laughs> yeah that, that's been me with set that's why i've been doing a thing of trying to clear out stuff because i've made yeah. that call too many times so i mean and, and, and for me too it's like it depends on what mood i'm in mm -hmm. yeah yeah yep. i agree i'm with you on that i've also I, burnt out a couple of times so i'm kind of on the i, I coming from this from a different angle too yeah for, no for sure yeah there's there's a good point of uh, uh of burnout uh where i didn't want I, I i have all this stuff here like i have a great setup and i just i didn't want to touch any of it it's just like yeah, yeah. See, um that's something that you have i don't my setup is non-existent yours is nice back there put away mine i have to watch out for little kids that yes i yeah. have a, my own room but i still have to worry about kids coming in here and possibly getting into stuff and then oh wait i move yeah, everything has to be put away and then i move for two or three years and so i gotta figure out if i'm gonna have a space yeah. last year in my la or my last house i had a closet and which wasn't enough face for me to do anything in it it was just more of a yep. storage closet so mine is mine is a little bit of everything i mean i like the stuff i like putting it together i like painting it a little bit but there's times where it's inconvenient for me altogether and so it's hard for me to be able to sit down real and, life is a horrible thing how dare it get in the way i know um so. for me i mean i enjoy building i enjoy the hobby aspect that but i do have points where i won't do anything because i just don't feel like it uh i enjoy the playing i don't play as much as a hobby like that has never really changed I mean, that was always the excuse I would use when I was working night shift. But even now, I don't play stuff every week. Um, but for me, the thing I struggle with more than anything else is batch painting. I hate and loathe batch painting. I know all of the solutions because I've tried them all. But this is why I've moved away from mass battle army games because I just don't enjoy it. I prefer mm -hmm. to paint things where all of them are individuals and they don't have to look the same. I just find that more interesting. Right. Um, like you, you got your tactical squad. It's just like, okay, I'm doing, you know, all the joint creases. All right. Yep. Now I'm done with joint creases. I have socks. Stop showing off of how miserable your game is. <laughs> just because you're doing a historically accurate thing on a freaking ridiculously small scale. Doesn't mean we, you know, think, think you're suffering any more than we are. It's not our fault that you decided to be a button counter. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh wow, that was yeah, so easy. Like and yeah, like you know, 
that batch painting sucks and like you know do doing like the the large scale i don't think anybody like, enjoys it um no i've i've met a couple people where they just they will put a movie on and they will just sit there and they will batch paint yeah but that's like, not enjoyment that's just because they know they need to do it no they do oh, it. actually no no i take it back no there, there probably is people out there that enjoy just doing that yeah no the, the people that have I, where they do that like i've seen that and it's just like i've watched them do it like we would set up an ipad before before you know casey moved in stuff like that i would spend way too much time at the store and we yeah. would have painting parties and we would sit at two eight foot long tables that's what that's what our painting table was like and we would fill it up and we would just sit there and paint and we would have ipads set up with movies and stuff going and this one guy he would just he'd set up he could watch it out of the the, the left eye. side and he'd just sit there and just and just batch paint his little heart out and you know a couple of us would get you know two three models done he'd get an entire squad done yeah and, and he, every single time we did that he would show up it's like that man never had any uh backlog because he could just do that and he loved doing that right so you knew the one person that actually finished everything before they bought new stuff no no i did say that because there's only one person there's only one of these people on the planet no no they still had a backlog they didn't have a huge backlog oh okay okay That's see, see the difference yeah like, so he's like all of us we don't have to hate this person because he's yeah. the same as we are <laughs> no we, we could hate him because he enjoyed batch painting yeah okay, for me i, I tried Although, to I think- force myself to find the solution to this a few times so like yes podcasts and videos definitely help um but every time it, it's not so much a matter of i was doing it wrong like i know all of the solutions it's just i find it miserable um like i blame space marines because i tried i because I, I, it was it's where it probably comes from really um and it's honestly it's why i sold all of the ones from ninth edition that i was going to paint and never got around to because I, I, the moment i sat down to build them i'm like what am i doing i don't even want to do this i i think space marines are a good a good one to blame i think uh clone troopers uh, battle droids I think, I think those are good ones to blame because what is different from all of them the gun Nothing. yeah everything for me, them is identical and it's just a different gun for me when it comes down to like i moved from warhammer to malifaux and every single model in that is an individual character and going back from malifaux is just something i've always struggled with because it and this is why i like skirmish games because even if you do have models that are the same they're still different mm-hmm. um so and it or, doesn't matter or, so much if they're slightly different. if they're not if they're not so different you have so many fewer that it's easier to force yourself to get it done yeah 100 yeah, percent. so in saying that i probably am going to buy those striking scorpions when they come out and now we'll sit in my elder pile of shame like everything else that i brought when they came out <laughs> i built the dire avengers what, what about your avatar did you ever get him built nope he's still in the box with the boot print yes with the boot print for those that don't know it arrived with one yeah no no, so, no yeah no. i mean that, that's the big bruce thing for did, me. bruce didn't boot print it yeah the, the post did um, um stocks like is there a particular aspect of the hobby that you either really struggle with or just really don't enjoy i mean you spoke a bit about what you find inconvenient and in the stuff but from an enjoyment perspective is there any part of it there may I not really, be i really like teaching folks the game okay i really do but in terms of like building i love getting the, like george said the new shiny stuff and putting it together and, and then trying to build a, a force that's going to be just because someone almost out. almost didn't do an unboxing 
because they wanted to get it put together so quickly. It's true. Cause I was, do you know why? Cause me and one other player was trying to, is wanting to build or play with the Scions, the Scandinavians. And so, yeah, I was about ready to start putting it all together. And Bruce was like, no, do it about unboxing first. I'm like, okay. So that's why when you see it, it's about 10 minutes long. Cause <laughs> all right. Okay. Nope. I've got a question for you now. And, and I want you to correct me if I'm wrong on this, because I suspect I know what the answer to this is. Did you only film that because you suspected that I was upset with you? Yeah, just a little. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I was not subtle. Okay, fine, is the response that I gave, because I was very much not happy that the only chance, the opportunity, he's like, no, I'm too busy, I want to play with this now. It's like, And I didn't bother saying anything, I just went, okay, fine. Because he has been promising me that he would do this for 12 months. So, so Bruce, when you, when you said that, I, I closed uh, the Facebook Messenger app and turned my phone off and sat down. I was just like, okay, I'm, I'm not adding to the conversation anymore now at this point. I went to bed. I wrote that as I went in. I was in bed when he said this. So I didn't have any further thoughts after this. I went, okay, fine. I will do more. I'm getting I'm getting some more stuff in the future, but it's going to be the same stuff. So, I mean, I can do an unboxing for it. Uh, you don't, have to, you don't have to unbox everything. It's just like... Yeah, the, news, like, the newer hey, stuff. Hey, hey, Socks, real real quick question since you're talking about ordering stuff. Are you, are you ordering any barcodes? Yes. I'm, I'm ordering more uh, Scandinavians. <laughs> no, but like, have you gone out and looked for like little uh, barcode oh, decals? Little barcodes? No, I haven't yet. Not those ones yet. I, I actually genuinely think you should do that. For the one person around your table that gets the joke. And there will only be one person that re- that actually sees it and gets what it is. Well, well, no, here's the best part though, right? For the people who don't get the joke and they're asking, well, what do you have this on there? You could just be like, so I can Scandinavian. Yes. It'll be worth it. It would be. Yeah, you, you, you have to do it. I will okay. find some. George is going to find me and he's going to ship some oh, I'm, I'm getting on Google right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. George, before you do, I want you Here's to hit the button. the button about upcoming events. So, just a couple of one, couple of them. Um, Socks, you still have your Warhost official dystopian Escalation League going. Uh, yep. For those that don't know, Socks is now a Warhost. Um, is it just you, or is your part is your partner in crime? My one partner as well? in crime. The two of us that started this uh, group uh, back in the uh, beginning of June, end of May timeframe. Uh, he also he. Jo- he got accepted like two days before I did. We, we submitted our applications within a couple of days of each other. So yep. we got accepted as war hosts. Uh, but we are now at 1,750 points. We were at 1,500 last week. Uh, so we're increasing it by another 250 points. Uh, we play every Wednesday at uh, Critical Hit Games in St. Petersburg, Florida. So if you uh, are interested in the game, since through the podcast or, or just in, in the game in general, uh, come on by. I've uh, got two fleets, uh, so I can easily put down demos. Uh, we've got about 8 to 10 or 12 to 10, 12, 10 to 12 folks now um depending on life schedules and who's able to show up so it's been great so far so we plan on having a tournament uh probably beginning of the year um once the holidays have kind of settled down and we can get this updates scheduled in the store so um i'm currently semi-harassing chris to actually get a game in because the, the box that i unboxed 12 months ago and that was the reason that you didn't have to unbox the two-player starter set um he finally actually built those models yeah, like two weeks they were ago great. They were great. <laughs> so i'm currently semi-harassing him because I'm like, no, I'd love to have a game of this. Let's actually have a game of it. Yeah. Uh, the other event that's coming up from the 24th till the 26th of November is Northern King Con. Uh, it's in Osset, West Yorkshire. Fifty-five pounds, which includes a hot lunch on Saturday and Sunday. Um, so that that's coming up really quickly, actually. Um, yeah, that's it. Um, 
Thank you to those that do support us. We do appreciate it. Uh, Valhalla Hobby has been sponsoring us for quite a few months now. They are the only reason that we can afford gettingtabled.com. Um, Valhalla Hobby is an actual physical store. They do have an online presence as well. They sell all of your Warhammers. They sell all of your D&D. They sell all of your magic. But they have a real passion. They have a real passion for the indie side of the business, which is why we connected. Um, like They have Dystopian Wars. They have Moonstone. They have Black Sight Studios stuff. Like they have lots and lots of stuff. If they don't have it, they can get it in for you. They used I would to highly have recommend uh, Doctor Who uh, Commander decks. Did they sell out before you could buy one? They did sell before I could buy them, yes. He did warn you. I have never been so tempted to buy Magic in so long until I saw those. It was just, there's something about D- Doctor Who and that card game. Just, it seems so perfect. And the reviews are fairly universal. Uh, and to be fair, I am someone that throws shade at Magic quite frequently. Uh, this is the first product they've released in a long time where I haven't looked at that and thought that it wasn't appropriate. Like it, it's very good value for money. Um, but yes, well, I can't afford to buy all of it, but I'm really tempted to. They did have all of them. Unfortunately, they are out of stock. So I will have more stock. It will happen. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, and this is going to be my cynical hat. Um, Wizards of the Coast are quite deliberately keeping batches small at this stage because it means that they can sell them for more. You're talking about VahalaHobby.com. No, I'm talking about Wizards of the Coast. Yes, but we were talking, and I, and I said they even had that. And you, oh yes, you so I was right. correct. I was correcting <laughs> myself because it, it's people might have mistaken what you were saying is shade for the store, which is not the no, case. No, 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 They've no. got amazing prices. No, they they even had that. They had it. They don't have it right now, but they had it. They, had, they will have it. They, have they will have stuff. it again. Uh, if you use the code GT two three zero five two three zero five at checkout, uh, you'll receive five percent off any order over a hundred dollars. Thank you very much, Valhalla Hobby. And thank you to everybody that supports us on Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash getting tabled. If you enjoy what you do, please consider it. It's only $2 a month. It all goes towards supporting the podcast. We don't make anything out of this personally from a financial point of view. Um, it just, everything helps keep the lights on and keep things going. You can find all of our content at gettingtabled.com. Alternatively, at facebook.com slash getting tabled. Uh, if you can, please subscribe to us on YouTube. We have new videos coming out every week. Our Patreon gets early access to all of those. Uh, YouTube.com slash getting tabled. Please subscribe. If you'd like to reach out to the team for any reason, getting tabled at gmail.com. Reach out to us. Let us know what your thoughts are, what you'd love to see more of, uh, something that you disagreed about, something that you did agree with, um, something that you would like us to actually talk about. Just let us know. Uh, on X or the Twitter machine, we are at getting tabled. On Instagram, it's at getting tabled. Um, you can find me at twitch.tv slash Jason the Bruce. Um, I will be live on Monday. Don't know what I'm playing yet. And yeah. otherwise, if you want to see what else I'm up to, if you're into action figures and toys, you can also find me at youtube.com slash toy reel. Anything else either of you want to say before I finish off with something very off topic? Nope, I'm good. Do the thing, Bruce. All right. After last night, there's quite a few people in Australia that's probably upset and disappointed right now. I completely understand where you're coming from. All I want want to say is don't get angry about it just look to the future things will change we will move on and we will find new solutions thank you very much guys thank you for listening play more games thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you for listening to getting table music used in this podcast was created by eric mataris at soundimage.org